1: Melissa, are you a doctor? Uh, I want to be, but I'm not. I'm not a doctor either, and we're not psychologists. We're and not. We're not experts at anything. In fact, we just <laughs> chat a lot of shit, so. And we
2: love giving you guys advice, but as we, we loved said. We love
1: giving you guys advice. Do
2: not take what we're saying as gospel. If you do feel like you need to speak to somebody, please seek professional help.
1: Hello, and welcome back. I'm in a puffer jacket because our studio is 11 degrees
2: yeah it's horrific anyway we've got a really exciting guest <laughs> it's horrific. dr angeli who is the skin queen but not just skin right like the more like the laser side of skins skincare she's also like trained in nutrition and stuff like that so it's like all aspects yeah. of well-being health skin and she's expert. written a
1: book she is truly an expert and She's gorgeous. I mean, I won't give away her age, but I- The proof is in the pudding. You know when someone's like, you're like, okay,
2: I trust you because your skin is flawless. Yeah, flawless. Yeah.
1: So natural. And she's
2: been through her own journey with skin as well, Mm. so she really knows- Very passionate. Yeah,
1: everything about it. So we're very excited for you guys, and some of you wrote in your skin concerns, as we all know it's such a big thing that we all have and worry about our skin. Mm -hmm. So we asked her some of those questions, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah,
2: love you guys.
1: We're so excited, guys, because we have
2: such a skincare expert with us, and um, we're going to pick your brains throughout this whole episode of, like, so many different... We've got a million questions to ask you on it. You can ask me everything. So, Angelie, how did you first get into skin? My own
0: personal interest in skin and dermatology Mm. started because I had real problems with my own skin. okay, And I had very severe cystic acne as a 12-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Um, as a 12-year-old? Is that, how a 12-year-old. is that possible?
2: My I guess father died,
0: actually, around that age. And a couple of months later, my acne developed. Ooh. So I think it was probably a combination of, of stress. Yeah. But in addition to that, just that's the age when where start hormones start sure. kicking in and acne often develops. So 80% of teenagers will suffer with spots at some point in yeah. time. Yeah. So for me, my entire teenage years were blighted with just having what one would describe as bad skin. And I remember it just made me feel incredibly self-conscious. And, you know, we don't talk enough about the fact that bad skin can have issues on self-esteem, body image, you get bullied at school, people think you don't wash, they think you're dirty, you know, all of these assumptions that come in as a result of that. So when I ended up going to medical school, there was one specialty that clearly stuck out for me and it was skin because I got the patients and the one thing that I got was just not the fact that they were worried about what their skin looked like it's how they felt about it as well Mm. so personally for me I think to be totally honest I've ended up doing what I do because of my own issues with my skin
1: that's so amazing I
2: also feel like that's the best way for it to happen because you can really like understand and you've been in those shoes you know when someone hasn't been there and they're like you just don't get it you don't get it
1: i i I had bad skin and it was so awful it was just the worst thing ever
2: i mean i
0: think you guys would agree but i think unless you've had problems with your skin people just don't understand what it's like Mm. it's really hard to explain to people what it's like
1: and i think at that age like you don't have the makeup fancy makeup like we said earlier we said before we started recording it doesn't cover it up you just really yeah. feel so self-conscious but also yeah. there are a lot of people at that age who have flawless baby skin yeah and then you're comparing yourself and it's mm. just all it's it's really horrible thing to go through yeah yeah that's
0: a thing, particularly with acne. It's like you can hide the redness, you can't hide the bumps. You can't that's hide the texture. The
2: it's the texture. And then sometimes it can sometimes look worse. Like sometimes if I've got a red spot. I mean, I quite like it what people do, they now are drawing on like a little freckle. Yeah. My which I'm like, God, that's that just so smart. And then though. it's like you don't even really look at it. But I've had like this spot on my forehead recently that was like, I guess it was hormonal because it was under the skin. It never really got red, but it was like almost looked like a clear mole under my skin and I was like, crikey, I can't do anything about that. And it just shines in the light and
1: that you just have to embrace it. What was your skin journey when you were younger from that sister cat?
0: So I think probably similar to what a lot of people do when you first develop trouble with your skin, I think, I mean, back then this was like the nineties. So I was straight reading Every like magazine I could get my hands yeah. on, buying every bit of skincare I was able to with the pocket money that I had. Lash
1: control from Simple,
0: totally oh, Clearasil. that, Caracel, that
1: yeah. God awful stuff. Yeah. T clean and clear toothpaste. I used to put that on my skin. All of that, all of that,
0: and then after a while you realise that's not, not working. working. Mm. Um, and then after that, I think I eventually nagged my mother into taking me to a doctor. Right. Ended up seeing a GP, got given a lot of prescription creams. Um, They didn't work either because the acne was far too deep. Then got given antibiotics. Again, I think this is a journey that a lot of people follow. Took antibiotics for a while. They kind of worked, but didn't really. And then after having pretty much tried everything out there, ended up with a dermatologist. And the dermatologist put me on a medication called isotretinoin or roaccutane. Okay. But I have such a clear recollection of this because I think I was probably about 14, 15 at the time. And he was a much older dermatologist. And for me, I was worried about the spots, but I was also worried about all the scarring that I had developed as well. And I remember saying to him, is there anything that you can give me that's going to fix the scars? And he just was like, no, you're just going to have scars for the rest of your life. Here's your pills, off you go. And I just burst into tears. And I could see the look on this guy's face was just, it's really inconvenient having a 14 year old girl crying in my clinic at the moment. I just need to get her out of here, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people have experiences like that, don't they? Where you go and you try and speak to somebody about your skin and you're just dismissed.
2: I also think sometimes it's no offense to these maybe older generational, like dermatologists. I once had. Um, some like random bumps on one side of my face do you remember I had like three yeah. months of these bumps it was always like tiny acne but on one yeah. cheek it was really bizarre so I went to this yeah. dermatologist which is meant to be that the Beckham's dermatologist or whatever yeah and um he was like yeah, yeah yeah it's acne it's full-on acne and he gave me antibiotics all these topical <laughs> creams and I was just like yeah. what and I was like what's the cause of it he was like I don't know it could have been trauma a year ago that happened to you now it's coming out your skin it was all this bizarre information and it was all just like off you go and I was like you can't just tell me I've got acne and give me a bunch. It's obviously not something. Like, what? Yeah. They yeah. just are right on to the next. So they want to give you something that's going to just clear yeah. it up quickly. And they don't care, do they? And find the root cause. You don't want a diagnosis just out of the blue like that either, particularly if it's
0: like a couple of spots. You don't want to be labeled with this. I know. And yeah. then not be told, what can I do? What's Is there the root stuff root I can change for my yeah. skincare? Should I check my hormones? There's a whole load of other stuff There's that goes so along
1: much, with that. much. Yeah. But the Roaccutane. I went on Roaccutane too, yeah. and it was, for me, it was like the best thing I ever did. But I know people have serious It's very like people have a lot of side effects from it.
0: It's a strong medication and it's a powerful drug. Um, It worked for me as well. Generally speaking, if you do a course of isotretinoin, a course is about six months. And the amount of drug that you have to take is calculated on your body weight. So there's a target magic number that you have to hit. Well, you
1: have to get weighed
0: and you get blood test done
1: and it's quite regimented like that. Exactly.
0: And 60 to 70 percent of people that do one course of isotretinoin will never, ever get acne again another that's 20 amazing. it is amazing and that's pretty good numbers actually for any medical intervention but then you've got another 20 to 30% that might need to do a second course that could be in a year's time that could be 20 years down the line and then you've got about another 10% where it's a bit of a chronic issue so you do clear with the drug but it will come back and then you'll take it again and you'll clear and then it will come back so for me I am in that 10%. So I've had multiple courses Gosh. of isotretinoin over the years. It works for me. I've had every other acne treatment going as well. But I also know for me as an individual, because I'm a chronic acne sufferer, it'll come back again in a few years. I'll have to treat it again in a few years' time.
1: You're kidding me. And with with Ractane... For me, I found, and I have no idea, but I will want to get into this with you. And mm. I then got melasma and I don't know whether it was because I wasn't wearing, like, you have to be really careful with the sun cream.
0: You do if you are particularly fair skinned as well. Um, So that's absolutely right. So one of the side effects of isotretinoin, so it's super high doses of vitamin A, but it can make you sensitive to the sun in the same way that if you were taking vitamin a in supplements sure could do the same to yeah. you as well so if you have got a predisposition to a condition like melasma or pigmentation hormones can also drive that separately as well so if you take the combined oral contraceptive pill that contains estrogen i think it was that for must me. have been
2: that that I can really also
0: be a driver that. Too. so a lot of people go on the pill when they go on isotretinoin because one of the guidelines is you Try have to take contraception oh, so it happens at the same time got and it. then it, it may not be the drug it might make you a bit sun sensitive but if you started the pill at the same time that may
1: have a contributory factor
2: they don't sort of warn you this can happen do they or do no they?
1: and that's another thing that's really scary is when you get told you've got melasma and they're like it's well nothing there's nothing can- we can do about it <laughs> i literally was like what yeah but there is I there guess.
0: is there are treatments of melasma melasma a bit like for some people with acne it is a chronic condition yeah. so for example if you came to see me for melasma I'd be lying to you if I said to you if you do all of this stuff it will go away and it will never ever come back again that's not true but I can certainly control it so there are things that we can give you that will reduce the pigmentation. And it will stay that way for a period of time with maintenance, but then it may come up again, mm-hmm. and then you have to do the treatments again. Mm-hmm. So there'll be periods that you're on treatment and periods that you're off treatment. Oh, yeah, but it can be controlled.
1: Yeah, I went on um, just before my wedding in the winter months. I went on transamic Ac- acid, acid the tablet there. Yes, yeah. So that I did that in the winter or the summer, I think, because it's, and then winter we. That worked amazingly for you. have not had an ounce since. Yeah, Nothing. it was amazing. The tablet's very
0: effective, actually. It is off-label, which means it's not licensed for the treatment of melasma, um, but it does work for melasma because it interrupts the pigmentation pathway. But combining it with, like, lasers or peels or topical creams, as well as taking the pill on and off, three months on, three months off, works very well.
1: We've got so many questions. We do have so, so many questions. I could just sit and ask you everything. Should we personally? just ask what your current
0: skincare routine is? Yeah. So heads up, um, I don't work for any of the brands I'm going to recommend. This is just stuff that I happen to use and buy. So currently, face wash wise, I use the CeraVe Hydrating Cream to Foam Cleanser morning and evening. And the reason I use that is because it's super gentle because it's a cream cleanser. But I am still a little bit oily combination. So it will foam up. So I know that my T-zone is still squeaky clean. It also removes makeup very well. That's important.
2: It's when people like use cleansing, and then they have to use a makeup remover as well. And I'm like, no, that's too high maintenance for me. I just need it all in one. And
0: I, look, I agree. I don't love double cleansing. I'd much rather use one product that you oh, yeah. can get rid of everything. The only thing is you then have to make sure that you have massaged it in for a good 30 to 60 seconds before you rinse it Wash off, off. Okay. to make sure the makeup goes completely. And then I use an eye cream and a moisturizer, and I like the Murad Vitamin C.
1: Everyone says, talks to me about that. Vitamin yeah. C is so essential, isn't it? I it don't is. Especially it. for, like, pigment, right? It, like, yeah. helps in skin
0: tone all that stuff. It will help with pigment, but it also helps your sunscreen work better as well oh. because vitamin C is an antioxidant, oh. so it reduces damage from free radicals. So these harmful molecules that we get in sun and in pollution. I mean, we live in a pretty dirty, polluted, filthy city. Mm-hmm. So vitamin C or an antioxidant combined with your sunscreen will reduce the damage from that and therefore it'll help your sunscreen work a little bit better as well.
2: Genius.
0: In terms of when you're choosing a good vitamin C, if you go for something that's got L-ascorbic acid okay. on the ingredients list, that's probably the most pu- like potent pure form of vitamin C that you right. can get. So if you go back to the clinical trial data, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of the original studies were done on. So it's the, the most effective type that you can get. Vitamin C also works really well with other combined ingredients if you're looking for a serum. So, combining vitamin C with vitamin E, for example, okay. or vitamin C and E with ferulic acid, you almost get like double the potency. Mm. So, pure vitamin C find... is great, but you can combine.
1: Okay. I don't know why, whenever I use vitamin C, mm. I get like almost like a rash. It looks like it's like a red, like red dots. They can yeah. be covered up, but they're... do you remember I came in and I had yeah. it? Yeah. That's when I use vitamin C. It might be. Some
0: people can be a little bit sensitive to vitamin C. Um, It's a great ingredient, but if your skin is a little bit sensitive, it can cause a little bit of irritation. The other ingredient that can do that is niacinamide. A lot of people like using that for pigment and for oil control as well. It doesn't suit everybody or the formulations don't suit everybody. So you might be better off going for maybe a different variation of vitamin C than the one that you tried. Okay. I would recommend as a general good routine, cleanse moisturize sunscreen in the morning in the evening you cleanse you moisturize if you need to i don't usually moisturize at night because i don't need to my skin is oily and then i use a vitamin a or a retinoid product at night before i go to sleep
1: i got told when you use a retinol product you should not even because when i i went through a stage of using it, i'm not at the moment it was very dry when I put it on, but they were like, you shouldn't put a moisturizer on top because it dilutes the product. You've got to sort of, and it was working. I'd Trust wake up and it was, my skin was like, so small pores, no oil. Yeah, So I just had to sit with that sort of tight because I like to go to bed with literally same. this thick moisturizer on Dude. my face on top of everything, seal it all me in.
0: too. Okay, so what I would say with vitamin A in general and that whole thing about diluting the effect, it depends on the potency or the strength of the vitamin A or retinoid that you're Mm -hmm. using. So retinoids are just an umbrella term for vitamin A creams in general. Then you've got prescription vitamin A creams. Mm. So these are things like tretinoin or adapalene, which somebody would prescribe you. Then you've got the stuff that you can buy in skincare. So those are things like retinaldehyde and retinol. Retinaldehyde is stronger than retinol. Right. So when you are starting a vitamin A, you probably want to start with something you buy over the counter. So something like a retinol. Okay. And what you probably want to do with that is at nighttime, so you've washed your face, you've got a clean base. Mm -hmm. I would normally recommend you use a pea-sized blob of that retinol and you start using it once or twice a week initially,
2: Okay. Mm -hmm. do not
0: use it on consecutive nights. Maybe do it on Monday and a Thursday. So your skin gets a recovery on the in-between nights. Thin layer, full face, avoid the eye area. And I would suggest if your skin is sensitive, maybe five, 10 minutes later, go brush your teeth, get ready for bed, put a moisturizer on top.
1: Yeah. And that right. way you're
0: not really diluting it down because you've allowed absorption Just of one go into the skin. and then absorption of the other. Just don't smack the layers on top Undo. of each oh, other.
1: Oh my God. That's okay, smart. so it's allowing yeah. that. Because yeah. I do often think, I'm like, God, it feels like it's absorbed by the time I go to bed, yeah. and I'm like, because you'll do your
2: skincare on those like five p.m. Yeah,
1: I do it the oh, well. minute I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, you can definitely moisturize before <laughs> bed then, because I'm like crispy, and also like it's a bit dry <laughs> around my nose. Yeah. do I like? Yeah, just put a
0: yeah. So that's really common, actually. Most people do find they get a little bit of peeling around here, mm. and it's usually around the mouth area mouth. as well. So that's often because product pulls in those areas as well. So it's almost having a slightly higher right. concentration Con- of effect because yeah. it's kind of catching in the natural Makes folds It sense of the skin. that it would
2: catch those
0: places. Yeah, not a yeah. good place
2: to get crispy peeping No, it's skin, not. Though. It's my, so, I hate a crispy nasal area. What you need to
0: do though is cotton bud tip, yeah. apply the moisturiser first to those areas. So you've created a barrier or a salient like and then tan. put your retinol on top.
2: Oh, can I ask this question? How much does what you're eating impact upon your skin? Because I feel like this is also something that people don't think about. And I listened to this like clip and it was like this woman who was like a skincare expert and she was like, you know, and um, often people are like, I eat so healthily though. I wake up and I have an oat milk latte. And she's like, that already is where you're going wrong with the oat milk. And stuff like that, it's actually affects it more than you think. Yes.
0: Yeah, so there's a couple of things I'd say. So the first thing is if you have a certain medical skin condition, so you've right. got acne, you've got rosacea, you've got eczema, you've got psoriasis, that's multifactorial. So some of that is just purely down to the way that your skin cells are programmed, the way that your genetics, your family history, your DNA are. And there's only so much you can do to change that. But there's absolutely no doubt that lifestyle factors, diet being one of them, Mm. can also have an impact in skin. So I also am not a fan of oat milk either. Um, And it's one of the questions that I do ask patients when they come to clinic, What is your diet like? Is it inclusive? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Is there anything you eat or don't we? Do you have dairy? And the reason why I'm not a fan of oat milk is because of all of the plant milks that are out there, it's got the highest glycemic index. So what that means is when you have the oat milk, it really causes a spike in your blood sugar levels. A spike in your blood sugar levels lead to a spike in another hormone called insulin, Mm. which then leads to another spike in another hormone called IGF-1. An IGF-1 further downstream has got similar effects to testosterone and even women have testosterone. And what testosterone does to our oil glands is it makes them a bit big and plump and juicy. Oh my God, you're kidding me. Essentially, high glycemic index foods have been linked to particularly female adult acne. So I always say to people, if you're going to go for a plant-based milk, you're better off going for either unsweetened soy Or almond milk Mm. over something like oat milk. I mean, people love oat milk because it tastes great, and Mm. it tastes great because it's full of sugar.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapeseed oil, which makes it so creamy. Yeah.
0: So that's that's one example of people cutting out, for example, dairy, switching to oat milk, and actually probably the dairy, the full fat dairy, is better for your skin Mm. than the oat milk is. So that's one good example. The other issue that I think I see a lot of is um, just generally with this kind of drive for various reasons for plant-based diets or vegan or vegetarian diets is just a lot of nutritional deficiencies that occur off the back of that. So I often see people that are low in B12, folic acid for example, iron as well. And one of the biggest knock-on effects of that is hair loss and hair shedding. Your body will cling on to everything it sees as important. It sees your hair as an accessory.
2: So your nutrients don't end up
0: going to your hair. So that's one of the most common reasons, for example, particularly in women, I would say, aged between about 20 and 40 that come to my clinic and say, I'm noticing my hair is shedding, often you can trace it back to nutritional deficiencies being a primary cause for it. So that's another example where diet is quite important. Mm. If you've got inflammatory skin conditions, having high levels of omega-3 in your diet can help. So two to three portions of oily fish a week. So wild-farm salmon, mackerel, sardines. Now, if you can't do that, some people don't like fish, some people won't eat fish for whatever reason. And if that's the case, you can take a supplement. But it is always better from your diet, of course, yeah, than from a supplement. Oh, okay. So it, sometimes it's also about thinking about what you can incorporate rather than what you can take away. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: You know, there are so many skin, like, this is the thing to do, and TikTok trends and memes and all these things. Are there any skin fads out there at the moment that you're like, this just isn't working, it's actually damaging skin, or it's just... Or nonsense. treatments
2: or even yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah i mean it's
1: an absolute minefield isn't it absolute Definitely. minefield um
0: the biggest one that i've seen recently actually that's hit the press quite a lot as well is um teenage skincare and brands marketing colorful yeah. products telling teenagers that they need to be using lots and lots of active ingredients and the knock-on effect of that is number one kids wrecking their skin barrier because they don't need to be using complex, expensive products. Mm. Number two, the pressure it's putting on parents in keeping up with the Joneses to buy their kids these expensive products that Mm. they don't need. But the third thing is, We're essentially telling teenage girls that if they don't do all of these things, they're going to age. Oh, my God, how awful is that? So we're also at risk of giving a group of individuals that already have a high rate of mental health issues Mm. more issues about self-esteem and body image because they're petrified of looking and getting older. Not that long ago, I saw a 14-year-old who was worried about her crow's feet.
2: And I think that's really sad. Aging is a blessing. No. I think it's just so sad. 14-year-old, yeah. that is so sad. God, I didn't think about anything like that until no. until maybe the last few years where I actually started to get full on lines on my forehead and I'm like, shit. Yeah. So I aging think that, is a blessing. Aging is a blessing. It's a I privilege. I also think people get more attractive as they get older, weirdly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I look at myself as a teenager, my face is way, I guess you, you just have more of a plump face. I'm like, I feel like I look better now than I did when I was a teenager.
0: I think that's also a confidence thing as well. Yeah. Maybe. as just grow into yourself then you just
1: feel better yourself. about yourself mentally. Yeah. That is so sad. And you're so right. Like, can you imagine being like, mum, we have to get these ingredients? And yeah. my mum would be like, no. This is and, yeah. the problem. and then I'd be like, well, my skin's not as nice as everyone else's. Yeah. Like the pressure when you're that age anyway. It's, it's crazy. When it's you like know, Penelope a Kardashian did that whole TikTok beauty regime she's like sick stop yeah yeah this. yeah that's where it started from I think she was Aww. using like all these vitamin c and all these serums she put it on TikTok and and then all these kids obviously are like oh, I need she's that 7 I've not done any of this how old was I when I first started using
2: skincare I mean I must have been like 12 something like that 12 13 yeah. but my mum was a um a beauty therapist so she was quite good at making sure it was just like I just had like a cleanser to wash my face yeah. at night with and I moisturized. It wasn't like this insane. Mm. And then I think when I was 15, 16, I started using that Dumb Logica yep. clean start range, which was for teenagers. I actually think it was quite simple. I think it was like cleanse tone moisturize. But God, they I did smell. market that to teenagers. Yeah. And it was for teens and blah, blah, blah. It didn't damage my skin, thank God. It was all right. But yeah. like it was. Essentially that for teenagers, we know that
0: probably one of the most common issues they're going to have is probably oily, blemish-prone skin. So cleansing once or twice a day, using a light, oil-free, water-based moisturizer and using a sunscreen. Like, I think that's a good routine for a teenager. I think the problem arises when you're tying it into this idea of youth and yeah. being a hallmark Anti- for beauty, aging. essentially, yeah, right? Yeah, You know, it's bad enough, I think, for women where we already have issues with, like, being told we have to be a certain body weight or that we have to look a certain way. And now it's like skin as well and mm. kids worrying about it from six years old. Yeah, it's you know, awful. what kind of world are we living in? Well, that's what we're allowing
2: to happen. Know, it's crazy. Like, you can't
0: really tell how old half
1: the world is these <laughs> I days. know, and I find like,
2: it. I look at some people and I'm like, you could be 20. But you also could be 30, and I can't
1: put my finger on what or age. Or you could be 60, or you could be 12. Yeah,
2: I know.
1: <laughs> but I think that a lot of that comes from treatments. Of course um, it does. Yeah.
2: Which is obviously an amazing with That part of it is incredible that like we can like reverse, not reverse aging. Would you say reverse aging? So it's,
0: I think it's a combination of certain things that you do will bank collagen. Right. So you're not reversing the aging process because we're still all getting older. Sure. But you can. Hang on to what you've got, got for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah.
2: prolong exactly. The and then
0: some of it is just replacing what's been lost okay. temporarily. So it's not going to fix. soap fillers, for example, you can use them to lift. Yeah, they're not going to like slow down the aging process, mm. but they will lift for long enough that it looks like you've slowed down the aging process. So there's right. the perception of it, rather than it actively doing something. Versus, say, a laser treatment, which may boost collagen in your skin. And that will bank on
1: and help you hang on to what you have. People are getting more awareness now. Like it's more about getting the skin treatments rather than like pumping your face full of. Mm. Soda. Talking about collagen, mm. what would you recommend supplements? I know there's so many sachets. There's all yep. these. You put collagen in your coffee. What sort of ones would you think are the best and how do they work and what's your view on them?
0: So I don't take collagen supplements. Mm. Uh, I'll start by saying that. Okay. And what I will say is that collagen is a protein. like taking a protein supplement after the gym, like having a piece of steak if you eat meat. And if you look at most of the clinical trial data we currently have at this stage, most collagen supplements are broken down when you take them in through your mouth Mm -hmm. into smaller bits called peptides and amino acids. And then those amino acids travel off to build protein and bits of the body where you need it. And there isn't really any good data that shows that if you take oral collagen it will build collagen in your body. Right. Now, the reason for that is partly because there are over 30 different types of collagen in your body. Type 1 and type 3 are the main collagen types in your skin. Okay. So when those bits of collagen are broken down, there is no way these tiny bits floating around in your gut know, all right, okay, I have to go and make type 1 collagen. I'm going to travel off to like the dermis, one of the layers in the skin in someone's face. It just doesn't have the ability to do that. Right. Most of the collagen supplement studies that we have are very, very small clinical trials. So they are not done on a large number of patients. They are often done by the companies that produce them, so there is a little bit of a conflict of interest. And thirdly, as a general rule, if you are the kind of person, personality-wise, that cares about collagen, you probably already care about your skin. So Mm. you're probably already following a really good skincare routine. You're probably already using vitamin A. You're probably already using sunscreen on a fairly daily basis, and you may well already be doing other treatments as well. The question then becomes how much of it is the supplement that you're taking versus all of the other things that you're doing. Now, I'm going to caveat some of that by saying there is some new data that's coming out that seems to suggest that marine collagen is superior to other collagen types. I am willing at some point in the future to change my mind on collagen supplements when the data is, is there. there. Yeah. But right now, I think there are better ways that you can spend your money.
1: Okay, so we've got some questions from the listeners. We're going to quick fire them at you because okay. we kept you for so long mm-hmm. and chewed your ear off. Okay, should we just go? Yeah. Do I have to double cleanse? I wash my face every night, but I worry I'm drying my skin out.
2: If you have
0: got naturally dry skin, you don't need to double cleanse unless you wear a lot of makeup and sunscreen. Otherwise, it may not come off or go for a product that can take everything off, like, for example, CeraVe Hydrating Cream to Foam Cleanser.
2: Is baby Botox a real thing? I'm 25 and considering starting Botox, combats and wrinkles, but I don't want to spend loads of money if there are products which could work. What age would you recommend people starting to use Botox?
0: The right time to start Botox isn't age dependent. It's more to do with wrinkles. when lines are developing. So somebody who's got naturally very fair skin, who's had a lot of sun exposure, will develop lines much sooner than somebody who's got dark skin who hasn't been out in the sun much right so really it's more about what the skin looks like rather than a physical age of oh my god i've turned 25 i've got to go get botox
1: should you use retinol in your mid-20s i've had different opinions on when you should start using it so
0: if you have fair skin lots of sun exposure mid-20s is probably about right great i'm in the process of coming off the pill and i've started experiencing really bad breakouts help yeah. This is incredibly common because the pill is a treatment for acne and it's been suppressing it. So really making sure skincare is spot on, using ingredients like salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide can help. Failing that, you may need prescription creams like retinoids, which can help acne failing that there are certain laser treatments and peels which can help
1: okay i have the biggest pores ever they look like potholes on my face (laughs) how do i get rid of them
0: so pore size first of all is uh, genetically inherited so (gasps) partly the way your skin is programmed partly related to sun exposure and partly if you've got oily or acne prone skin your pore size is going to be more prominent right so those are the people it tends to affect you cannot physically change your pore size but what you can do is you can reduce the appearance of them the way that we can do that is either by using prescription vitamin A creams like retinoids, regular chemical peels, or laser treatments. Okay. There's very little one can do at home that's probably gonna
1: make a make big difference. Them different. Fascinating, oh my gosh, we are so thank grateful. Thank you so much. We I feel like we didn't have
2: you, you for long enough. I have I know. Way more We need questions. to have you back I think we're we really have quickly. you back. I know <laughs> it is. So
1: quickly, thank you, well, thank, so thank you so so much for coming. You're so and welcome. To all of you listeners who wanna go check out what is your instagram handle Angeli marto and South london okay. amazing and we'll leave all of the link and, the also link the and where the clinic
2: just... is and everything like that oh yeah and your book that's oh, a beautiful wow, wow. I, love I love the color it's very pink isn't it that is right so cool. <laughs> also guys coffee table book just stunning for a bit of that's life. amazing I, love, I wrote a
0: book a few years ago oh, okay <laughs> the, skincare I mean. the skincare bible
1: We're both buying
2: that. We're going to buy it. It's going to sit there on our table as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for coming in. And we will see you soon. That was amazing. So It went far too quickly. There's so many questions Mm. about so many small things that add up to the bigger picture of skincare, I feel
1: like. So many.
2: Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode.
1: Love you guys. Bye, guys.
2: Love you.